Welcome back, man. The K Podcast. Pleased to have you here, Pod Squatters, man. We are back for episode 94 of the K Podcast. And we got a very special guest, K Podcast alumni. So you already should be familiar. And if not, go ahead and travel back in time. Check that backlog, you know what I mean? We got my bro Payne on the episode today. Like I said, K-Podcast alumni, I know I've talked about his work for at least a year or two now. You've heard his voice on this podcast, but we got him back on today to catch up. It's been a little while, and also to promote his newest album, Cancer 2, which again, I know I've talked about on here because I went to the listening party with it, went to the listening party for it, super dope, and I know we talked about it on here, but now you can hear it firsthand, man. So before we get into the episode, you know how I like to do it around here. We're going to play one of the joints off his album. I believe last time I played Boys to Men. So I'm going to play one of my other favorite records off the album called Pocket Watching. If you know, you know. This is Pain, P-V-Y-N-E with Pocket Watching. You heard? Just PJ. You will never catch me out here pocket watching. I got it, you got it, yeah. Truth still keeping it pretty. Boss dogs keep on barking, nobody in the mouth side. It just seem like they get grown man, it ain't dodging the sight. And thought I was high, but only with hippies. We smoking and vibing, controlling the city with energy. Love is all we provide. Bit, what do you want? Bit, what do you want? Bit, my heart in a burke and murder. You got a cut from the jump. Think I just swerved the merger. I wasn't good with the business, only diligent with digits. Worried about yours, I'm going on my way to get it. For just me and my niggas, whoever been with it. Episode 94 of the K-Podcast, man. We are fucking back. And you know this, man. K-Podcast alumni in the building. In the mix, your boy Payne. Big pain with it, man. How you been, man? I've been good, brother. You getting close to 100, man. I know. We're inching, inching our way there. Yeah, that's pretty tight, man. I still got to figure out what I want to do. I, kinda, I was thinking like almost a party episode. Not have a party, but have as many people on mic as we can just like reminiscing about the episodes you know yeah, talking about right right 
But we'll see. I'll definitely keep you posted on yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. The live podcast, do it in the, in the living room. Yeah, so, yeah. Or, like, take it somewhere else because this room isn't the biggest room, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I can see that, man. So we got six more after this one, but we'll get there, man. She. She. But I think you were on, I looked earlier, you were on episode 83. So oh, wow, it's been that many since. That's yeah. a lot, yeah. And, I mean... Episode wise, I guess it doesn't seem like that much, but in between each episode, it's like a month. So I think that was last year. Probably. Some solid time, yeah. That has been. That was like late last year. I feel like. Yeah, pretty much a year ago. Yeah, I'll check wow. the dates, but. Right, and obviously we've you know kept in touch since then. But let the people know what you've been up to, man. How you been? I've been well, man. Twenty 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 three was a. It's been like a, a weird year in the sense of like things are actually going right but it feels wrong in a way out of the out of your comfort zone out of, yeah. the, out of the norm it's like it's like a new a new right and True. it's like you know as, as weird and funny as things feel it's like yo i was on tv this year i did <laughs> did like so many different like media opportunities i've done some cool stuff i put out a project and We'll did a to. listening party and all this this cool stuff. I know stuff I talked about the cancer two listening party on one of these episodes. Uh, we'll we'll get into all that. Yeah, so now it's been a it's been a cool year. It's been a great year creatively and in life terms, it's been like a uh, a transformative one. Like kind of like falling into what it is that I actually want. Everything to this point has been just trajectory and momentum. True. Whereas like consciously deciding what I want and only going at that. Okay. You know, moving with intention. Yeah. Purpose. Yeah, mo- was moving in purpose before, but like the the consciousness of the purpose is like it's hard. It's kind of hard to break down. It's it's been what I've been thinking about trying to work through the understanding of. But it's like you can let life take you on a journey, but then when you decide like. Well, there are some things in that journey that I didn't really care for. There's some things mm-hmm. I did like. How do I get more of that part of it? You know, how do I not get the the part I don't like? Well, I'm sure you know to some extent I feel like you need the part that you don't want or didn't like, you know. Right. The yin and yang of life. That's true. You know, if everything went according to plan and everything just went exactly the way we wanted, A, that kind of loses the spontaneity of life. B, you know, a lot of those tough times, that shit you didn't want teaches you lessons, life lessons. You know, I'm definitely one of those people where it's like, I need to learn firsthand. You could tell me, yo, don't go do that. Don't go over there. But, you know, whatever. Mm. All right, bro, I'm gonna go over there and check it out. Right. And I'll come back to you with a fucking update. And that's Chances are you're right. <laughs> that's what I was telling myself too. Is like, part like, do I have to be the person that touches the pot to find out it's hot? That's kind of, I guess that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Is like, I like the spontaneity, but there's, I think I've touched enough pots to kind of know what pots I can avoid. True. I guess that's the way to look at it. It's like, there's some pots I can't. I don't need unnecessary um, struggle. I want new ones. If I'm gonna have some struggles, I want to struggle through new new things because I'm reaching different heights because I'm trying to step into different places. So yeah, absolutely. Finding excitement in the spontaneity again actually is probably the biggest part of it. Cause you know, when (laughs) at our age, man, doing music and doing anything creatively, 
you start getting to the point where it's like money. Yeah. Oh, I need I need to take care of things. Yep. And I started seeing it early and I was able to quit my job and, and live off of my art for a while with photography and stuff like that. But when that becomes the the bread and butter, you lose like the love. It sucks, for it. yeah, it sucks the fun out of it almost. So I was like I've realized this year how drained I was creatively and everything. You know, granted I recorded a lot of music over the last year, put out a project and things like that, but like the heart was seeing heart the full vision around everything, how I would typically if I was fully immersed in it, that's what I started to recognize. Like, dang, I don't feel so crazy about doing this, like pushing this or doing this kind of content, even putting content up. Mm-hmm. Like haven't even felt like moved to do that. But as it's returning, I'm realizing why it's because I lost the fun and the spontaneity of it, as you were saying. Well, because, and yeah, it's a blessing and a curse as an entrepreneur, as an artist trying to live off your art. You know, the positive is you you have something you love that you can now turn into your bread and butter. But the negative is like it, it slowly becomes a job in your mind. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, it sucks the fun out of it. It sucks the the joy out of it, basically. I mean, that's part of making art. Right. You know, is the journey. You know, kind of figuring it out. If you're like, okay, I need to do this now. Not, I feel like this is right. Yeah, kind of thing. exactly. And that's that's what I meant by yeah. the hundred thousand thing. Yeah. He was talking about. I saw one little clip from the GQ interview, and it was saying how like not being forced to do it. Like when I feel creative, that's when I create. And like that's how I've been living the whole time. But even the mental stress of feeling like you're wrong when you're not mm-hmm. way so heavy, you know, all to look back and say, Oh no, I needed to go through that to even feel inspired right now. You know? So it's just, it's not even, I guess that's what it is. It's not even changing anything about the journey. Really. It's just changing how you, your outlook on it, you know, when you're going through it. Well, and especially, you know, at our like underground level, cause we could create art, fucking flood the market with art but chances are it's not generating enough revenue for us to then just chill back like 3k just because you brought him up as an mm-hmm. example outcast's catalog i'm sure they're eating off that yeah, shit but yeah. he doesn't need to put out an album most likely he's right. acting and shit but he's like you know what i feel like creating this album this instrumental album that people are going to hate on because they want to hear me rap and shit like that. But other people are going to love this shit. Right. Who maybe didn't even like Outkast. Right. It might not have anything to do with my previous life. Exactly. <laughs> but this is what I feel now. So, like, this is the art that I'm producing. Right. You know? I mean, that's, to me, that's what it's all about, man. That's why I was saying earlier, like, I support that shit. I downloaded it immediately. Yeah. I'm definitely going to rock that shit when I'm driving around, you know, studying or whatever. That's the goal. There's time and place for instrumental music, bro. You don't need uh, Spodiote <laughs> all I mean, the time, you know. I mean, I mean, and that's funny. I was about to say you throw that, love it. you throw that one out, and that is like mostly an instrumental too. Like people listen to that specifically <laughs> for it, right? Well, yeah, I agree, bro. Like music is music, and at the end of the day, even music with no words is music. And it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. He's a producer still at the end of the day. Well, shout out one of my homies, Eighth Letter. I don't know if you know Harley. Um, mm-hmm. He's a producer, local artist. And we were talking recently, and his most recent project, actually, no, the most recent project had art and lyrics on it and shit, but mm-hmm. he's done multiple just just instrumental projects. And we were saying, like, bro, this 
this is how music started though right like think about nature sounds and stuff there were it wasn't sing outside of birds and whatnot like there weren't singing and lyrics and whatever it's just like pure natural noises right um so yeah there's definitely beauty to be found in that it's just i guess beauty's and lies in the yo, lies in the beholder any, anyone that's been on like the the hurts music and the uh like the meditative sounds and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure this is gonna fit right in those playlists. Probably. Yeah, I feel like he's been on his like far eastern Zen vibe. Right. And I keep that. I keep seeing the word healing, um, attached to it. And like healing music. Yeah. Well, certain vibrations. I'm sure you've heard. Like I'm pretty. S- bro. Supposedly have certain. So let's get. Let's get. Yeah. Deep. Let's go. Let's bro. get. Deep. <laughs> That's what so, we're here for. So I met. I met a doctor right. Who who studies sound frequency and the healing okay. properties around it? I went and visited his house. He's like a very like he's really crazy in a way, but I think you know all the people that study something so intensely are crazy in right. a good way. But he um hey, hey. his name's uh Dr. Milton, man. He like he does therapy in a way of speak on your experience, and then I can create a soundscape that combats or heals through that and it's based off of understanding wait say that again sorry so so say something wrong with your ear what's up what happened you good she's freaking me out for a second she was like twitching over there you good Mm -hmm. are you okay she's catching catching vibes she's always scratching her ear but like never that intensely Sorry. Nah, you good. You're good, right? Just lay down. Yeah, make sure the baby's all right. I feel like the lights, she gets like warm in here. I don't know what the hell's going on. You good? Stay over here. All right. Sound doctor. Sound doctor. Oh, yeah, sound doctor. <laughs> so, nah, so he, he does therapy in a way of like, if you express what you're feeling, what you've gone through, he can create like a soundscape around that. Like Almost pro- like audio medicine. Literally producing a or soundscape that, because you know sound, if you if you think about it on its bare bones, you got people that do sound bowls and like these are all Far Eastern medicines. Right. The music in America is already, you know, off rip put into the wrong frequency of, I think it's a 732 versus 740. You ever heard about those two different frequencies? I'm not as familiar. Yeah, so, I, and, I, and I'm, I know of it. I can't say I'm like, oh, this. I, I know right. everything yeah, about I it. Yeah, I didn't study like audio engineering or any of that stuff. Auto, me neither. Right. Auto, and, so, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but actually, we're learning I, as we go. Right. And I, <laughs> and actually, I came across this not studying anything to do with music. That's why. That's why you know it's it's something deeper when we're talking about doing music. This just studying shit. healing, or, like sound. Okay. People that do sound bowls, like there's a reason why they. When you go on YouTube and pull up those different like meditative things, they have a a hertz number there for a reason. True. That's the frequency that is. Okay. There's a healing frequency that correlates with like chakras, all types stuff. of your yeah parts of your body around you, things like that. So like music, especially like 808s and things like that, the industry standard has had it. And don't quote me on which one, but it's either 732 or 740. It's like a negative frequency, right? 732, if it's the wrong one, is the one that's yeah. It's it's very like it, it's a dark right. feel. I know and that's part of all that. of the music. Yeah. The moment you you play in this other frequency or put your music in this other frequency, it makes you feel totally different. Word. So him 
and I guess I'll bring it back to 3000 too. Like there's a reason I'm sure he felt that's the best way for him to like, people can misconstrue words, right? But you can't misconstrue a sound vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if he, if he was a hundred percent fearful of how he would be received as a rapper, I'm going to give you a sound instead. It's like Prince changing his name. True. To a sound or to a, 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 a word. That's not a name. So, yeah, man, sound is a healing thing, and we have a lot of power with this music, and I can understand anybody taking a step back to say, like, what do I really want people to feel for real when they hear my, like, what I'm saying? Well, and to put it in perspective for people who maybe aren't as, like, hippie as you and I and aren't into music and audio stuff like that, think about any movie, any horror movie. They use specific sounds, the reek type shit you know like what you're saying is 100 percent true certain sounds are used to the suspense you feel when moods. on those like right like strings are, exactly. are very good for building suspense exactly and they, it, it, a good orchestrator knows how to put you in a in a feeling so why would you think that anything music entertainment industry related wouldn't have an intent on what they want you to feel you yeah. know no yeah yeah, that is true. I mean, I didn't think about that at all in relation to the 3K album just because mm-hmm. it just came out today. But now that you say that, I feel like I've only listened to like two songs so far this morning. So when I listen to the rest, I feel like I'm going to have a different perspective on it now. I mean, like, yeah. I love jazz and instrumental music anyway, you know? Right. So it's very, it's in the same alley. Yeah, sort he's not of. so far from right. <laughs> the core. Exactly. So, like, I approach it with an open mind anyway because I just like that kind of shit, especially when you're driving, you know, reading, you're trying to focus on something else. It's just nice, like, ambiance music right. almost. But obviously I want to listen to, you know, his interpretation. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But speaking of albums, man, let's travel back in time Uh-oh. just a few months give us i gave my interpretation of the cancer 2 listening party recap which was dope mm-hmm. great project again family but now we'll get your perspective given that it's your project a favorite song uh, first mm-hmm. off let's let's start with the the listening party gotcha all right so listening party um I I've I've done one listening party before, but it was a celebratory like five years after my project mm. at the studio. I recorded it and it was like a you know different fan base. Like but an this anniversary is my, party. Yeah, almost. it was more of an anniversary thing for RCS one. But this is my actual first listening party like Everyone's upon release. First time hearing it yeah, and all that. so that was a different feeling. Um, it was put together pretty like swiftly just because even with the first cancer project, this is number two, it was always something that like around June, I just start feeling like, yo, I want to do something <laughs> for my birthday. Uh, and it comes together with this one. It was a little bit more intention on it. I had I already kind of felt like I was going to be doing it, but the the release party and, and listening party was something that I took a little bit more uh pride in this time just like y'all really want to get together a few people that i love their music like well the way you you set it up was awesome too it wasn't just it was it was a nice spacious room yeah you involve the crowd and everything because i'm you've been to listening parties for other people not saying any names but 
a lot of folks, their listening party is just a bunch of people crammed in a studio space, which isn't very big. Everyone's just smoking and drinking. And no one's really like listening. tuned into the music, which is why we're all here. You know, so I feel like the way that you set it up was more conducive to like, let's focus on the music. Let's talk about the music. You know what I mean? Not just you up there preaching to us. Yo, this is what it is. Boom. Like, you know, you reached out for questions and stuff. You gave background stories. Like, I don't know. The way that you did it was definitely dope. I've never thrown a listening party myself, but I feel like I would probably try to do it more like you did than others. Bro, I want to, I want, and honestly, I want to, side note, I want to, I'm an event planner. So, True. like, I want to do that with my friend's projects too, because it's like, I didn't realize that was a, a skill. You know, it's like, oh, damn, like, we'll talk about curating mine. those kind of spaces. But yeah, man, like, so yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Like, my part of my whole being, even, you know, I, I built my, artistry name in any kind of fame terms off of a totally different name b pain that's like who everyone knew me as from high school to to post-college right and then i changed my name to pain for intent and and really waking up into who i am uh so with that like this my name itself was always meant to be something inclusive like if you say i am pain that's your truth as well because we all have a struggle that we've been True. through and we can, you know, then redefine what that struggle is to us. It's universal. Exactly. And that's what it was always meant. Like if I'm, I saw it as like, if I'm chanting my name to a, and granted, I don't even go by the yeah, full yeah, I am pain anymore. But at the time it felt awkward. Like, yo, you're saying a sentence almost as my name. But when you chant it and get people to chant it back, it's like embrace that, yeah, like really that. embrace feel that. And I could see it in people. So just a part of keeping my essence, bro, it did feel right to, throw a listening party where the people because it was a special invite kind of only thing to right. I made it public maybe the day of but up until that it was I pretty intimate it. yeah I wanted it, it was, to be I definitely met new people and shit like that but it was still just a nice like homey family vibe I got so many like random right. dope friendships <laughs> and it's like I want all of those people to meet right. that's kind of always been We're all creatives at the end of the day yeah so being able to like allow everyone a, t a chance to play something they're working on and kind of recognize that everyone in the room that was dope too. is super talented. You know, like we're not, we're dope. here to celebrate me. I appreciate that. And it was my birthday at the time specifically too. But like, just like the project, it's a celebration. Like you, you can listen to my birthday project and feel like it's your birthday. It's, it's right. aunties saying, I love you, <laughs> baby boy. And it's people singing happy birthday, both versions. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is, you know, I, that's why I made it. I wanted to have a project I can go back to and always feel like, a familial vibe if nowhere else i can find it you know because life gets crazy and blood sometimes isn't as thick as water right like all those things like i can listen to this and feel the love that i know i want and i can go back to that that listening party's memory and say yo look at these people that were here and i also heard them they gave me a piece of them too it wasn't them just using like taking my energy in any kind of way it's like no, nah, hell no. we we, we pushing this back and forth yeah yeah, super dope vibe so question i don't think i asked you that night this is cancer two project so it's obviously like the second of the installment would you say it's a continuation of the first album or it's more so just because it's kind of geared around your birthday and your sign and everything i would say conceptually it's in the same vein like the idea of cancer was always the project cancer was always supposed to be pain and friends as an expression of 
what a cancer is, which is this loving, want to be with around people, love everybody kind of person. True. Um, so, but what I did differently was the first one I had just gotten like the second wave of WTF artists around. So that's when like Ayana, KP, um, Slider, who's been around me forever, but he was kind of jumping into like the whole mix with us. Um, it was a project of literally me and everybody on my team. I want everybody to be presented on my birthday together. And that made it a good definitive project. I remember getting like messages from people like, yo, I've never seen the city react to a project like this. And it was just a free upload, you know, but with this one, same collaborative nature, but just me on the songs, it was collaborative through the production. It was collaborative through the, um, writing on like boys to men it was collaborative on um the voice messages it was collaborative in in presentation with the listening party like i just wanted to have that same so it's a it's a continuation of my story and granted i would have loved the first one came out of 2017 so i would have loved to have done it like this be a series that i do every year right you know i didn't think about it at the time it was at the time it was like i just want to put out a project that's how i'm feeling right now this feeling started to come up and that's what connected it to the first one Word. more than anything the feeling of it well yeah i mean you definitely can make it into a series i'm sure you already have plans but like so many artists have shit like that we're not necessarily in the mixtape era anymore but even just with projects in general you yeah, know they're dropping eps you right. know still so it's and that's no rules anymore you know that's i think that's what i mean by like the discomfort of this new era of motion because it's like it's nothing wrong it's just we've never felt like we can be in control you know yeah like especially in the terms of like chasing spe- specifically chasing like the music industry like if you started in 08 07 shit like me you the only route at that time was djs clubs waiting outside of a record label mixtapes. that kind of stuff yeah and not, I mean, mixtapes, yeah, but Handing out you have to be, yeah, you have to put a lot of money into right, that, too. Right. Like, that was the only route. And then, you know, a little bit later, now internet is really becoming a, a wave. Like, in, you know, even 07, 08 is when Soldier Boy was showing us that that could happen. So that caught on by, like, 2013. Yeah, the, the internet is, I think we'd all agree, is, like, the primary avenue these days, you know? It, People just blow off a of TikTok or off of, like, a... It's, it's too... My humanity won't agree with that. Elaborate. So it's like respect it as a tool because it is a way to connect with people that aren't right next to you. Mm-hmm. But I think the the best tool will always be f- anyone you can directly energy wise be in the same space. Like no, if yeah. We, I- like that's a good way to connect with them, the internet. With of course, yeah. I'm not saying that the internet is the best avenue. Gotcha. I just feel like, unfortunately, it's like the most popular yeah. avenue. Everyone just wants to be lit online, even right. if. I mean, you've been to these fucking shows. People are, got all the followers. They got the blue check and shit like that. You go to a show like they're not talking to anybody, right? And that's and that's what I mean is like because I, I agree with for, the human aspect. You I, know that, and and no, exactly. And it's like I don't even want to throw that out there. It's like. It's like with that said, it still has to be attached with the human, with the with the face to face. Yeah, like, there has to be a human running that social media account. At least there fucking should be. Yeah, and, and I guess I'm saying like, even if you're 
because because we, we've seen it you can blow crazy on social media but the moment you're face to face with your fans and you show your asshole or you're not a good person or you can't conduct in it or like talking in all of that kills everything right. you know so it's like at the end person. at the end of the day you still have to be a person right and it's like though i lean further on that side like i came up on the internet i definitely you know at the beginning of all this stuff i was into it and but just as of late, I felt, and maybe it's what we observed with Childish Gambino and all them when they went through those little phases where he looked like he was homeless and shit. Mm-hmm. Remember that little era yeah. when he was on Breakfast Club? Yeah. It's like all of the artists like us go through these moments where they're like completely in rejection of what society is saying they have to be. Well, I think part of that might have to do with we're from that era. We're like the last ones from the era pre-internet. Like we, as kids, we didn't really grow up with the internet. Right. So like our programming, whatever you want to call it, the way that we were raised was more, let's go outside, let's fucking, you know, play a sport, let's like do something. So to a certain, because I feel like that a lot too, bro. Like we obviously have to use this shit. It's a tool for to promote our shit, Mm -hmm. you know, to get other people who don't live in our immediate vicinity to like hear our stuff or whatever. But yeah, like it, it's tiring, bro. I get burnt out on this shit. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> it's like. That's where that balance comes in because it's like I want to. I, I see the value in it, and I, it's definitely been value to me. I would never speak down on social media. I've been here since the beginning of so many of them. Right. You've been here using them, I'm sure, since they came since out. Instagram as well. was that little blue square, and right. it's just photos. It's like it's all, it's all a part of the the full machine that you can be but finding comfort in how you want to utilize these things in the way that doesn't burn you out. I think that's the the space I'm currently in. True. No, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Especially like, like all these are tools, but yeah. sometimes I want to use the hammer a little bit more. Sometimes I don't need the hammer. Sometimes I can use Well, yeah, sometimes, exactly. Sometimes you don't need the hammer. You need the screwdriver. <laughs> you need the fucking pliers. Right. You know? So through our 20s, I think we built up our, our toolkits. Now it's like, what's the best way of me using these toolkits that I can be me throughout it, but still get to my version of success? Right. Yeah, because I mean, we all have our own path, too. Right. Social media gets people too caught up in, like, you see what someone else is doing. and I that envy. Do that. Exactly. It's yeah. like, no, you don't. You can do that, but you don't have to do that, you know? Like... If you're inspired by it, by any means. Yeah, that's different. You know, you know? but don't don't feel like more than one you, ways to that's cat. your plateau as well. What'd you say? It's more than one ways to skin a cat. Yo, that phrase is crazy. I, 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 like, just, I don't understand. Why that are you phrase, skinning cats, but, bro? Hey, what are you doing with that cat after you skin it? Are you preparing it to like to that's eat? That's where those hairless cats came from. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> hey, man. But now we <laughs> so now, so yeah, we were talking we we're, were talking about the because uh, yeah, we just even that was even a little tangent. Um, we're talking about cancer too. Yeah, cancer too. Right. We were talking about the, the listen party and we everything. Got the skinny cats, but you know. yeah, man, just the just the journey of being a cancer, bro. Like that that first the first one, I even called it that because my whole adult life since horoscope was, was you know something that people talk about. Cancer has always been said like emotional and all these things yeah. like that are. That in societies feel like a negative thing, 
Okay. But when you think about the humanity of it, it's like, no, that's what people you're should just, be. Yeah, you're a real human. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to have to feel so deeply. I don't want to have to be so empathetic, right. but that's it's not, not necessarily a bad thing. Right, you right, know? right. So, like, it, it was a part of me embracing something that was kind of ridiculed for a long time. True. Um, just, you know... I don't want to be one of those. I was bullied too, you know. I'm not one of those just people for that's being a cancer. Not, not necessarily for being a cancer, but for how I showed myself, you know. True. Like my how, it, like in touch with your emotions you were. Yeah, like some people. Can it's just now shit. becoming like, like let's be real. That's becoming a. That's now a accepted thing with men. even for men. Yeah, right. like, but even overall, like just tw- ten years ago, feelings were really not a real thing. Fifteen years ago, people weren't talking about feelings. Definitely not with men. Hundred percent. You know, I can't speak. It wasn't. It. We're both men. Well, no, so. I mean, I mean on a, I mean on a societal, like what, like now, even marketing is about feeling. Now they realize that okay, that's important. True, so true. I mean, like, if you if you're thinking about it from how the world was dominated by men just 15 years ago, even that perspective is saying that nothing was based in the thought of feeling at the time. True. So society was a feelingless thing. You know, yeah. So it's like, but I lost my mom. Right. That's the that's the source of that. You know, you're not gonna get that kind of energy from your dad. You don't typically get that kind of energy from your dad. Again, not, not what you get. Not from a man. Typically. Exactly. Yeah. So like in my case, I was showing it, looking for it in reciprocation in the in this wide world because I lost the the you know the closest thing to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And most I times had to be you're okay not with that. Get it back, unfortunately, and not in in man, this world, you know. What um, I'll say, unfortunately, is I've up until this point, I've been okay with being with putting myself out there a hundred times to be stabbed ninety eight and find the two that matter. True. Well, and, yeah, you got to live your life at the end. Of the day. Yeah, and it's, I've tried both routes, and it's like I I enjoy people as much as people can irk me as much as all those things like there's too many good people i've encountered out here in the wilderness to not be inspired i can look at the the glass half empty but i choose like nah i love people enough to give people a chance but i can increase my boundaries i can increase how i perceive i can i can change how i trust i can change how i uh, how how much rope I give. True. But I don't have to give up on people, you know? No, nah, I mean, at the end of the day, we need people, you know? One of my favorite things is having those random encounters with a stranger. You might not even swap names, but you just have, like, a positive experience with a stranger and you both just keep it pushing. You just leave that encounter smiling, just like, that was dope, man. <laughs> that's like that's like partially the reason why I feel like New York is my second home, because that's a place it's way that more people. That's for yeah, sure. And I think that's why it's like <laughs> the idea that you could just stand on a block, man, and a million no a you. million. If you stood on one block in Manhattan for a day, I mean, granted, maybe post oh yeah for a whole day pre COVID, you you're gonna encounter a million different people. You might not say something to them, but encounter in terms of you might see them, they might look at you, blase right. blase. And it's like, bro, I've always had, like, my whole life in the wilderness has been like anime. Random encounters with random people on my journey that 
yo, you're just like me. I love right. you. Let's <laughs> do this together. You know, and that's that's been my whole life. And though some some experiences have like I, I allowed it to taint me into, you know, not even feeling that like that's possible anymore. I'm in this space now and I think, you know, cancer, while I was even kind of experiencing it then, I would say um, my projects have always been prophetic in that in that way. Like I'm writing for the feeling that I want to feel. So I'm putting it out like <laughs> it's crazy because the years that I wasn't putting out music, I felt like things were in, on stall mentally as well. Or but when I'm putting like process stuff, yeah, and it's like nah, not only, but I was creating the music. It's just the idea of when you put it out, you're actually releasing it, like you're literally True. releasing it. You know, yeah, get it out of the vault. Yeah, man. So that that was what that project was for me. Um, just being in a space of wanting to release, um, release something. You know, give give art to the world. Right. No, I mean, I think every artist can relate to that. I saw some shit literally today. It was like, release release that song. Like, stop overthinking it. Release that art. Whatever, you, you know what I mean? It's done. It's Slap a, mix, a master on it and it's done. Right. Stop playing. Well, I fucking decided to put out this EP on December 1st. Like I'm, we're, I'm proud of you. We're, hold, we're holding it for the, the film we're working on, but I was like, you know what, bro? Like, yeah. just to... Get it off my chest, you know what I mean? Just to get it out of the vault, keep the momentum going. Like, yeah, get the music first. You get the film later. Yeah, we got so, man. You got endless creation right. in you, man. And I'm sure your vault's fat as hell anyway. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Release the vault. Growing by the day. <laughs> and I mean, I think we probably both agree some of that shit will never get released. But there's also some gold in there that we're mm-hmm. just overthinking that, you know, man, I don't know. Yeah. Or we just like, like the times passed and all this other stuff. It's like, yo, they don't know your life. Yeah, put that shit out. Right. You can have, you can put out a song about when you were sixteen years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could. It don't matter. Right, that's yeah. timeless music. Exactly. Um, so cancer two, available everywhere. Mm-hmm. How's everything else been going? You been performing the project? No, well, that that month I did. Um, and nah, really not since. Um, I recognize this year that there's, I've tried so many different shows and added so many things to my toolkit. I kind of want to just do shows the way I want to now. I don't want it to be, con- I don't want it to be conducted by others. Yeah. <laughs> like in the sense of like, I enjoy having a drummer, maybe not even a whole band, but I enjoy having a drummer. I enjoy having a DJ, my own DJ, you know? So, like, I realized that some of my fatigue in performing as of late has been because I wasn't putting on my show, you know? And that comes with not requesting a booking fee. That comes with, you know, all those pieces. So, it's like, yeah, let me me take some time away from it. Also, in the sense of building value, you know? Like, you know. Can't be doing every open mic everywhere. So, I mean... I had I took a, a really cool show in July around the same time as the it was actually the it, oh yeah it was like two days before uh, the listening party so that Saturday it was a fashion show event but it the was one at with the, the trippy screens and shit yeah it was that at this was dope crazy. dope ass place shout out to Lele uh, Lele that put out put the the event together 
um, at the spot called OptiView 360. And it's like a, it's like some shit you'll see in, in Miami, man, like Wynwood or something. It's, it's just all artistic and built for content creation, but had the trippy screen. And that's why I did, um, I did Boys to Men. That's the only song about that project that I did. True. And that was my first time really performing it too. And it, it was fun. It felt good. Like it felt, so I, I, I know I want to do it. But I like I said, I want to do it the way I want to do it. Right. So I'm just prepping for that. Well, being um, an event planner, you probably develop a certain vision for the way you like to see shit. And when it's not done like that, it's like, Ugh. yeah, man. Because <laughs> yeah, because then you realize, better. oh, it's not, it's not that I don't want to perform. It's just how I have a way I want to do it. So let me give people the best version of it. You know. So yeah, I haven't I haven't been performing it much. More so been. In in a weird way, I think I've been allowing myself to kind of fully start over, and I've been just more personal with with my supporters through this. Like it's been more just direct. Like, True. yo, I put out a birthday project. I really want you to hear this for whatever reason that we connected, and it's been more like direct feedback like that. Because what also I realized over this this weird shift in the music industry over the last ten or so years is like. It is on our own time. It's not like, it's not like we're trying to put up these crazy first week numbers and we got this competition for Grammy nominations and stuff like that that we're trying to adhere to any of these rules. So we can put out something to nobody hearing it and that be okay because that next performance is gonna make people go listen to it. Right. That next visual you put out, that content piece coming to talk to K-Pod on the interview. All those things will bring people back to it at the end of the day. Right. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Let me go check out that shit yeah. that we're talking about. And that, I guess that part won't be a shared feeling with everyone because you have to, I guess, believe you make Thomas music for that to actually work for you. Yeah. But I, I'm learning to rest. <laughs> Non-artists won't understand that, but yeah. I understand what you're talking I'm, about. And I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to realize, that, like, I knew there was a difference, but I'm resting in the fact that, like, it's like I'm finally giving myself flowers. Like I've accepted flowers, but I've never fully been like, "Yo, you you are the shit too, man." You can right. like be okay with that. Well, you you put in time and effort, and you exactly, are like bro. you are something. Well, be okay with that shit and run with it for real. I mean, look how far you know. We both went to UCF around the same time. Mm-hmm. Just and we didn't even really know each other then, but. Just using that as an example, look at how far you and I have come since that period in our life. You know what I mean? And we're not fucking on or whatever the fuck other people might be concerned with. But it's like, listen, bro, when I look back on my journey, I've come a long fucking way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I'm saying you can't take that from me. You can't but, take what my eyes have seen. Exactly. The, the stages I've been on and the people I've met. You can't take that away from me. And what the only separation there and it's crazy i put out a song about it because i was very like meta at the beginning of this i am pain journey everything was like what's really real matrix vision but like it was a song about like yo the only difference between our experience and the fame and all that comes with it is whether or not it was taped and put out somewhere it's the only difference whether or because not, you've like, had some of the crazy experiences that you see other people have that you know it might be a, a scandal or all these different right. things it just you wasn't see, on tmz yeah it just wasn't on tmz <laughs> you just were as important right. you've heard a rapper say a lyric that you wrote 10 years ago right 
you just weren't where that is true. So it's like there's no degree of separation. You don't have to care. We don't have to care about any of that, you know. And that's a hard thing to deprogram from because that's what we we know. So like that's been. I'm realizing it more as I'm talking about it. So that's what it is. It's like, yeah, like that's that's what the journey, this journey is for me now. It's like waking up into this, like, oh shit, like <laughs> I mean. I've made, yeah, I've made this shit harder <laughs> than it needed to be, and yeah. it doesn't have to be any of that. Like, just have fun with this shit, man. Like, go back to having fun with it. Well, like we said earlier, mainly because like everyone has their own journey. Like right. no one can be you. No one else can be pain. No one else could be K-pod. Right. Like that's just what it is. Okay. And we may not feel like that at times because we are ourselves. Like, you know, it's that fucking ego shit. Mm-hmm. But when you step outside of that, it's just like, damn, bro. You know, like, like you said, I don't give myself flowers or pat myself on the back enough, mainly because, you know, we're focused on the next thing right. normally. Right. Like what else just can moving, I create? Yeah, it's always something forward. next. <laughs> yep, and only because that last thing wasn't crazy documented is like we think it doesn't exist, but it's like nah, I yeah, did that. It wasn't great. I did that. Right? You know what I mean? So yeah, man. So yeah, it's. I mean, you you asked me what's my favorite song in there too, right? Yeah. I still, I'm still trying to figure it out, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um. Roadrunner had been for a long time, uh, just because like I felt like in such a vibe when I was singing that day. Yeah, I mean uh, that one's great. Pocket watching, that's like to men. It's like favorites for different vibes, like kind of thing. Um, they all kind of do have a different vibe though, which mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> and that's what the EP is right. to me. You know, it's like let me show y'all some different stuff right. and just all different kind of bags, but. The uh, I mean, pocket watching is definitely my favorite for like the bounce of it. Yeah. It's just the one that keeps my my third grade teacher that's on the last on the uh, <laughs> voicemail track. She said that's her favorite too, which oh, is funny yeah. as hell. But oh yeah, um, but I really really love the feeling of um, and I, I think I I I do this a lot with intros, and Royal Rising feels like this too, even though it's not an intro to anything as of right now, um. But the feeling of Ice Spice, like the intro one, um, I really like just the, it just feels like you're waking up. So that's probably my favorite one to play back the most, honestly. Uh, Ice Spice. Are you doing, you have a video, you, have, you say you have a couple videos for Boys to Men, right? Or that mm-hmm. was Mirror. Mirror is the one I got, yeah, I got, I still haven't even put out the second one yet. <laughs> yeah. So you doing videos for any of the joints for I would like to. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, oh, that's what the quiet time is. It's prepping that yeah. stuff. Well yeah, know? all the behind the scenes work that people don't see unless you're posting on Instagram every day. Exactly. Which like we said gets exhausting. Yeah, so I do I do have some uh some videos in mind. Um and yeah, just putting together like the show around it, all that kind of stuff. Because um, in the meanwhile I'm still planning the next couple of projects and all that too so so yeah man i definitely want to do at least a video for um pocket watching i feel like that's the i would really love to do like some um like yeah, something some comedic shit no i want to i want to do something comedic Word. like it's yeah no, bro yeah i, w- I want to do something funny i don't i don't fully have the vision for it yet but just something that's really intense like a like a, a detective 
really like out here trying to discover what uh, people's pockets. How much? Yeah, how much shit is in your pocket? Yeah, man. And you can, you know, maybe like basing it off. I'm off the head right now. Maybe like basing it off how they're dressed, and it's like constantly wrong because people are showing a different. You know, what's not really deeper meaning. Exactly, because that's really what it's about. So yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, I I I got a couple ideas um, that I want to put together for it. But yeah, allowing the flow in time, man. There's a, there's life things to take care of in the meantime. So just getting those things in order so that from that point, it's like, oh, I'm living the life of an artist. I'm not living the life of a, a trying to be artist that's also in school or, you know, also trying to pursue like a, a career. It's like, nah, I do artistry, and when I'm making money. I'm putting that into this mm-hmm. and how I'm moving on this, you know, because I know what I want to do with it, and that's the life I want to live. So, well, let that's me, let me learn my flute, right? <laughs> Stop playing. Let me learn my flute. To me, that's what people call making it. Like that's making it to me. Not being on red carpets and you know all that bullshit. It's really just being able to sustain a life off of whatever you want, you know. I mean, call that entrepreneurship, whatever. But like as an artist, sometimes you don't feel like an entrepreneur, but you kind of are. You know what I mean? It's like I'm just creating shit because I feel like I have to. Well, that's the biggest disconnect. You know, I think that's been a big piece of the journey too. learning that it is that is entrepreneurship. It's almost entrepreneurship to the highest degree because you're not selling some product. You are the product. So like you have to really we're prostituting ourselves out (laughs) and you have to be aware of. Cause there's the high, there's the high level prostitutes that you can't even touch, and you still pay. What's the you know, those people are Wolf gonna Wall pay. Street? The blue chips, man. <laughs> so you know, it's just is what you decide and and how you want to move. But yeah, at the end of the day, I am I am selling me, and if I want to do that authentically, people got to see and be able to understand that there's ups and there's downs, and that's just what humanity is. We all going through it, you know. But look what I can create when I'm down. Right. Look what I can create. Look what you can create when you're when you're down. Look what you can create when you're up. We all can do this shit, you know. No, yeah, absolutely, and not even just music wise. I mean, creation to the fullest extent. You know, whatever it is for you, carpenters, fucking mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever it is to you. Hundred percent. Well, how's life been outside of artistry and cancer too? Um, it's been. It's been uh, transformative. Um, Butterfly phase? Um, yeah, I guess you can say that. Yeah. And maybe the first true, ver- like, yeah, maybe the butterfly, not the first stage where it's like going into the cocoon. And the chrysalis. Kind of stuff. Yeah, this is like the, maybe is that the actual moment. But um, yeah, I spent, I spent a lot of my adult life searching for, like, knowing my purpose in terms of like who I am and what I'm delivering. Cause I was walking in that fully, but, um, feeling like I, there was like some kind of like duties that I, um, that I'm waiting on from the familial side. Like, yeah, I can go and run and do it and chase these mountains and these heights on my own and, and just do that. But what, what does my family need? What, like, what can I be doing for, the at home because I can go capture the world but what does home need and you know like we spoke about earlier not having my mom there kind of you know left me in a 
space of not knowing. And then, uh, you know, my relationship with my pops has been something that I've been working all my whole life. Didn't necessarily grow up with them. Had a stepdad that my mom married. So didn't have to lean on my dad so much. Um, so, like I said, searching for purpose in, in that aspect, like as a man. And I, this year I fully allowed that, that search to become a, uh, like a reality, um, by going back home. So I did, I did decide to leave Orlando for the first time in like 14 years, man. Uh, since I actually came here from back home and, uh, decided to spend some time there and, and figure out purpose there. You know, let me, let me not focus on everything I've been doing for self, almost making it feel like I was being selfish in a way, mm. kind of telling myself that. Um, so I put myself in the situation to see it firsthand and, um, you know, all all the while, I you know, it definitely thrusted me into the butterfly phase of like, you know, even here and there. Like my dad directly said, "It's like, yo, you are a star, man. Like, you just don't realize that." And star in, in whatever way you take it, but a light nonetheless that mm-hmm. people are gonna be drawn to. So you have to understand how to use that um, for good. And one of them ones. Yeah, man, and that's it's it's a tough feeling, but the uh the butterfly part of it is coming from um I've had so many great opportunities put on my table, even in terms of specifically music, that I I turned away from out of fear, out of like I don't have the grounding of people I trust around me directly that I can feel safe putting myself into those situations. Jumping into an industry without people you trust around you just sounds crazy, you know. So at different stages in my life, I've had these different opportunities, all for like, like I said, the culmination of it to be like, now let me get back with what I told myself was my foundation. You know, I didn't necessarily grow up with my dad, you know, but I told myself, you know, this is a part of the journey, and it ultimately was in the sense of recognizing, like, not. I got me and the people that I've met on this journey understand me a lot more because y'all are also doing it too, you know? We're all living our own our own truth. Yeah, man. Our own so, pain. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where I'm at with it, bro. Just fully embracing what my what fully understanding what my truth is even, you know? Because I'm also that. Like I I know that new information can be given tomorrow that completely changes your perspective on everything. And I've always been okay with that. Um, But being in a space now, kind of also recognizing what I've seen and moving forward with that as a part of the truth instead of uh, ignoring so much, you know? So, yeah, man. Definitely in a space of uh, recognizing and it's kind of a burden off in that sense because when you're searching for like purpose outside of yourself mm. it's a never ending you're gonna be like, busy yeah <laughs> man it's like I already knew and I've known for a long time like I didn't write these songs at 16 and 17 about purpose for no reason you know so yeah it was just a full 
a full circle just to get back to, to where it was before. Full circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all it is, man. Big cycle of, of journey of learning. No, yeah, man. I mean, such is life. Right. <laughs> one of my favorite artists out here, Lafayette Stokely. Um, his uh project is called Such Is Life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, good title. Yeah, man. That's what it is. You know, as adults, we realizing what it actually is and. It, at this point, it's at least we got a creative outlet. You know, 15 years ago, it was like people didn't recognize that. And um, it's like now it's like everybody's going through life as it is. But at least I got something that I love to do. Right. You know, it's funny you said that because I was talking to one of my buddies recently that I grew up with who doesn't necessarily have a creative outlet. And he he pretty much said that verbatim. He was like, bro, you're so lucky that, like, you have something that you just love to do. You know what I mean? He was like, I just fucking, you know, I get off work or whatever, and I'm just, like, doing what I do. You know what I mean? I don't have, like, a passion type shit that you have. And I was just like, yeah. For me, it's weird to hear that almost because that's just, it's in my DNA. Like, that's just how I am. So, like, my to my brain, there isn't another way. Right. So for someone to like see that and think that's cool, I was just like, yeah, it's, Thanks, a man. it's a different <laughs> like, level. It's a different level of gratitude. Like, damn, I am blessed to have like this thing, right? You know, like if I'm feeling down, I can write something right. and feel happy. It didn't really like click, I guess, until like he said that, and I was just like, damn. Yeah, man. But and I've also had conversations with other artists where mm-hmm. it's like. As cheesy as it sounds or whatever, to a certain extent, bro, being a creative and being able to create music, whatever, like create something out of nothing is sort of a superpower to a certain extent. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's like you're literally <laughs> not everyone can do it, right? Like define superpower, you know? Yeah, man. That's Oh, you want me to? No, I'm saying <laughs> for people who want to argue that shit, you know what I mean? Like define superpower. Right. Not everyone can do this shit. I literally took nothing and now there's something Mm -hmm. and like, it's making you move. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Is that magic? I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's uh... (laughs) (laughs) a, right. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. And to, to be blessed with that is, uh, is like the Spider-Man shit, you know? Well, so I feel like, people might confuse what I'm saying as if we're superheroes. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm just saying like being able to create music is essentially a superpower. Yeah. And everybody has their own. Everyone has their own superpower. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, we don't need to get into it, but there's Mm -hmm. super everythings. (laughs) And, And what is a superpower if the person that has it isn't in tune with themselves? We've seen Aang take three seasons to fully master who he was we we've seen Peter Parker three four separate times now go through the same <laughs> journey of having the powers but still having to learn who he was and even become a hero. You can have the powers and still not be a hero. You can still be a a punk, right? You know. So the idea of like really honing your your powers and knowing how to use them, you know, because you could easily fall into being a villain too if you don't know how to use them. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I'm getting deep with it, but it's 100% true. 
I mean, what is it, a villain? It's just a person with a different You can make hate moral. songs and, like, fucking use the frequencies we were talking about. You use all the fucking hate, negative right. frequencies, brainwash people. Yeah, like, what is your, what is your, what is your focus? You have, you have a, you have a stage and a mic that can affect essentially everyone on earth. What do you want to say to them? Well, I mean, and that's, I know, like, that's what they talk about with these huge artists who have all, they have basically mind control, especially if you have young fans, like mm-hmm. 12-year-olds and shit like that, listening to your shit. You could basically say anything, and chances are all those kids are going to, like, listen and do whatever you say, which is kind of wild when yeah. you really think about it. Yeah. It's mind control. It's actually following. Like, yeah, that's yeah. following in real life. That's yeah. like standship, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Super so, fandom. It's a it's a it's a powerful responsibility, man. And maybe you don't reach those heights having a certain um like code. But like you said, making it is a it, it's, it's different it's up to you. Yeah, like I'm cool with touching a thousand people the right way. You know. And well, and I spreading. think, I think you and I are in the same boat. Where I would rather have a thousand real fans who give a fuck and will buy your shit and are supportive and you can connect with on a human level, mm-hmm. versus a million bots right. or you know fake fan, you know fair weather fans, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but that's me. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, man, it's it's all. It's all about connection. And I'm trying to use my powers for good, man. Right. <laughs> I just want to use my With powers. With our powers for... unite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain America shit. <laughs> Not Captain America, Captain but Planet. Uh, Captain Planet shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, tell the people where to find you. Tell them what's coming next. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So you can find me. I mean, yeah, you can find me in real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just you can get, find me on Earth. You know what I'm saying? Hit me with a hootie hoo, and I'll <laughs> pop up in your uh, longitude and latitude. But um, but now on social media and everything, you can find me at I A M P V Y N E. That's I am pain. Um, what's next? Art Basel, Miami. Um, yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah, this year. In, in the same vein as everything else we've been talking about, just kind of returning to to form, uh, 2020 and everything that happened with that shook the consistency of Art Basel and also myself participating and throwing events at it. Uh, but this year we're coming back with the Art Walk. It's a free event. Um, <clears throat> it's really just taking people on a tour through Wynwood, doing exactly like what I do when I go. Sure. I, I pull up with cameras, you know, and pull up and just take cool pictures all over the place and try to get content it's like yo if you're an artist and a content creator or or any kind of creative join us on this tour with other creatives network uh make a scene uh exchange contacts get some dope content market yourself perform shoot a fucking video shoot a video like yeah it's, it's that kind of vibe let's just make a big scene and and do it as a unit because you might pull up only having a photographer but then meet a videographer. Right. You might pull up needing a model and boom, there they are. You want might want to buy a new beanie for your for your photos. Boom. Some fashion designer there. So yeah, just a good networking event, man. It's something people can kind of get together. It's a good way to end off the year. 
um, collaborating with a Miami team called Content Creators Experience. Um, I was nominated for their annual award show in June. Um, um, So that's how I actually met them and just getting in tune with them and realizing like, yo, y'all are moving exactly like what I see WCF as in in Orlando. But they're in Miami. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, the leader of it is actually from Orlando and moved down there. I'm from (laughs) down there and moved up here. So yeah, it's... um, we connected on that level and just yeah, it was like, yeah, let's let's start building things together. We got the same kind of vision. Um, and we can help each other in the ways that we both I like to do this, you like to do that part, boom. Right. So me in the middle. Yeah, so Art Basel is just let's get all the creators together so we can start off the year with a, a fresh set of network and contacts and, you know, different people from all over the country and maybe even the world that you can go visit now and, and shoot and do things because now you just met them at Art Basel. So you're just kind of curating that experience to anybody that wants to come out to Art Basel for the first time or, you know, visiting again and just want to do it with different people. Nice. Yeah. No, that's dope. I mean, I've been to Miami and Wynwood plenty of times, but I've never been to Art Basel, actually. It's, it's Oh, I mean, I can give a quick little synopsis on Art Basel, man, because... Yeah, people got to get it twisted. Like, I've, I've said it to people, and they're like, yeah, they think it's like a music festival and all these different things. But now, nah, Art Basel is a, so, and I don't even think I'm saying it right. I think it's Basel, maybe. But Basel is it pronounced so many different ways. Yeah, it's actually a city in Switzerland where this event started, and it's an art festival. Um, and it travels around the world. They do Hong Kong. They do Miami. Uh, of course, they do Switzerland. And there's one other spot. Um but Miami, yeah, that happens annually in December. And essentially, they take over, like, three different districts. They do South Beach, the Fashion District, and Wynwood, which is the Art District. Mm-hmm. And paint the town red. I mean, everything is art. You know, they they build a full um, gallery on the beach, on South Beach, which is crazy. Uh, Wynwood, which is already, a, as you've seen when you just visit normally, is already an artistic place. Some of those spots right. are locally there already but they allow people from all over the world to rent out those spots and and fill it with their art because really everybody's trying to showcase their work to these thousands and thousands and thousands of people from all over the world just walking through Wynwood um so yeah different events and you know different murals getting put up all over all the different buildings are getting repainted um every shop every storefront is a different gallery so it's like a cool experience just off of that alone. Come out in a dope outfit and just enjoy the day. You know wow. I mean? yeah, it's so really a simple weekend, day. Though, right? Or it's, a whole week? It's, yeah, I think it's like a whole week this time. And sometimes I've seen it be two weeks before too. But um, but yeah, the, the main day typically for me um, is that last Saturday of it, which is uh, this year's uh, December 9th. Yeah, so a good little midday to sundown vibe with the art walk we got some other stuff going on after too some more networking things but all all of that can be found on my instagram um there's a registration page and everything for details and all that but yeah man all are welcome just want to catch a vibe with whoever pulls up just gonna make it a vibe up at art basil art basil basil art Basil, Basilia, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call you it. Fucking out it. Fuck out it. But word, man, fucking cancer too. 
everywhere. Go get that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shout out to your horoscope, too. Everybody's horoscope. What's yours? Libra. Shout out to your. Oh, my little brother's a Libra, too. So, yeah, shout out to everybody's I mean, horoscope. Like, shout it's, out not, to, it's not biased. Right. You know, and your your main horoscope ain't even your whole horoscope, you know. I don't know shit about that shit except they be I'm like, a Libra. They be like you would they be like you're one thing, but then you identify as another thing, and then you really are the other thing inside when you're not showing people. So it's like this whole you're all the things. At the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day we're, we're you're all, everything. all of them. Exactly. And that's, I think that's the end of the journey. It's like you can either choose to say you're so different, right? Or you can really dive deeper and say, Oh, you're me. Right. It is what it right. is. So if you can celebrate all, if you can celebrate your birthday, you can celebrate my birthday by listening <laughs> to the Cancer Two Project. Cancer man. two, man. I am pain. What episode did I say this was? Ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four, the Cake Podcast, man. Thank you for having me back, my love. Yeah. Already. Welcome back anytime. I'll let you know about that episode 100. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Figure out what we're doing. Oh, for somebody that. trying to say something on the mic right quick. Big T. Yeah, she's been going nuts this whole episode. <laughs> What's up with What's you? What's up? A little tension. What you want to say? Like, literally jumped in my arms like a bra. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah, you can see her. Look at, look at that over there. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know the vibe. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned. Episode 94 of the K Podcast. We fucking at it. <laughs> Peace. 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 Peace.